Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast show, wherever you may be in the world today. And we welcome you. We are always thrilled to have you. Today is going to be a very special treat. We have guests that are friends of mine. We have been friends for over 42 years. I'd like to tell you about them, and then we'll have the privilege and honor of hearing from them today. This guest, this couple, they've been married for 67 years. (laughs) How's that for an introduction? And I'll tell you a little about him first and then about her. The first one was a coal miner, owned a coal mining business, also a metal forming business. He also was an investments, had a long career. They've both been retired about 20 years and they... He sold out of his businesses in the 90s. Uh, They have traveled in seven continents in over 50 countries. She, my friend Clarence, I'll introduce him, went to Yale and later we met at Harvard uh, Business School. Sheila, his wife, went to Vassar and they are a dynamic duel. They have four children and both have been active in so many ways, not just in business, but in their community and in uh, many different ways. Clarence has served on the Hospital Foundation, chairman of the YMCA, president of their church, Sheila, so amazing, involved in community affairs for literally 30 years in their community. They have homes in New York, North Carolina, but primarily have lived in Birmingham, Alabama. Sheila also served on a regional multi-state hospital board and a financial corp, which now has banking in 33 states. This couple is amazing. Welcome to the show today, Clarence and Sheila Blair. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad that they've been willing to come on. I mean, this is true friendship. (laughs) (laughs) We'll perform for anyone. (laughs) Ah, Yep. Well, they're great. Well, I've asked each one of them if they'd be willing to share three life lessons. So this is a, on the surface, seems like a simple podcast, right? But each one of us, including me, We'll be listening carefully because this is a couple that is really quite remarkable and extraordinary. Wherever they have gone, they have blessed people with their goodness, their kindness, 
and they care, but they're really good at what they've done and worked hard to make a difference in business and to make a difference in their communities. That's exactly what they've done. But I also know that they are now older than 60 years old. (laughs) 78. In your 80s. And Clarence, how old are you? I'll be 90 in January. I'll be 89. Oh, and you'll be 89, Sheila. Oh, my goodness. So that's why I wanted to have them on, folks. We keep moving on. Yes, you do. And we are all working on becoming our best. All of our listeners are wherever they may be tuned in from today. But I can tell you that the Blairs are still working on becoming their best. (laughs) And that's one of the special things about them. So who would like to go first? Let's just have you start. You've had a few days to think about this. Three life lessons. And when we're done with this, I may have a few more questions, but let's dive right into it. All right, I'll go first. You know, I'm not sure there's any magic bullet here, but it always seems to me that one of the things you've got to do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other. You often don't know the way exactly. You don't know how fast you're going to get there. And often it's not nearly as fast or as direct as you would like. But if you keep moving in the direction more or less that you want to go, pretty soon you actually get somewhere. It's not spectacular often, but it often does lead to results. I think that's important. I also think it's important to keep a sense of humor. If you can't see the humor in your own failure, in your own missteps, which of which there'll be many, it's a great mistake. And uh, you can get depressed. You can you can find yourself in a hole. Always be willing to laugh. Be laugh at yourself. And as I say, retain your sense of humor because life can be pretty funny at times. And the third one is, it's always amazed me that some people seem to go out of their way to anger others for no particular purpose. You can say no and not anger someone. I don't know what you gain by that. I just don't, uh, I've never understood why some people seem that to not mind angering others. You have to be strong enough to say no, but you want to do those things in such a way that there's a, a relationship left after it's done. And if you can do that, you're just way ahead of the game. You gain nothing by angering people needlessly. And I don't know, those, those are mine for whatever they're worth. So Clarence, on that third uh, point, so are you saying that sometimes we run across people that, that make it hard? Well, they make it needlessly hard. And so what are the best ways you found to move through that without, you know, and still remain at peace yourself and create the best possible outcome in situations like that? And don't let it engage you. How have you found that that works best? I don't know that I have a short answer for that. As I say, you need need to respect the person you're speaking to. And sometimes things just haven't worked out. You, you, You wish they had, but they hadn't. And you've got to say, no, we can't, we can't go that way. We can't do it your way. I'm sorry, but, but that's just how it is. But not express that with anger. Make it as kind as you can. Sometimes you have to be mean, but sometimes you make it as kind as you can. 
You gain nothing by making an enemy if you don't have to. I was going to give you an example. It doesn't just apply to business. We had a son many years ago. We still have him, but he was really going off the rails. And we, with the help of some really smart helpers, told him no and set limits. And it was hard, hard, hard. But we wanted to keep our relationship. And thank the good Lord, he did get back together. And we are loving parents today. But if we had kicked him out or done many of the things that parents with equally troubled children did, it would have been the end of it. If you cross a certain line, you can never go back. It's very hard, very, very difficult. And it may be necessary to cross it from time to time, but be very careful. Okay, thank you for elaborating on that. That was so helpful. And I love those three points. Those are really terrific. One foot in the front front of the other, just keep going. and You're going to end up at a good place because, you know, you just keep working at it. And, and the uh, second one is maintain a sense of humor. Be able to laugh at yourself. Good job. And then be able to tell people no sometimes, and but do it in a spirit that is helpful and you maintain the relationships. And sometimes it doesn't work out. And so you have to articulate that. And so that's great advice. Thank you, Clarence. Well, thank you, Steve. Okay, Sheila, let's get to you. Well, this is an aside to my life lesson. But as I've gotten older, I know how little I really know. So I just think (laughs) and say, maxim to live by. So these are as of today, what I think my life lessons are. I have always been a hard worker at whatever work meant. And for many years, 20, to be honest, after we were married, my work was at home and raising the children. And I took it very, very seriously. My children might say a little too seriously, but, uh, and then I, paid employment for another 25 years. And I I believe you need to work, really try hard, work seriously. But here's the but. Do not take yourself seriously because the things that you are doing might very well be done by someone else in a very different way and still turn out as good. (laughs) There is a tendency to think, I have this, this is my way, it's the only way, and it certainly isn't. And I I do believe that. We are all replaceable, just as much as you love yourself. (laughs) So that's number one. Number two is learn to deal with failure. I think we were all, we've all failed many times and often it's a real setback it knocks you back you lose your job or you don't get a job you really 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 want you know you were qualified for uh or you your neighborhood changes and, and nothing's the same and you've got to deal with all new things many many small ways you just have to get through it and that's the nicest thing about being 89. You just 
learn it by experience that you do. And sometimes you even look back at the failure and say, thanks, a good Lord. I didn't get that because I turned another direction and here I am. So it is important to know, just know you'll fail. And the third one has to do with learn things all your life. It's not the same as working hard. It's more working or living in your mind creatively. So no matter how dull experiences are or how boring a speech is or a class you take is, you can always learn something from it. And then all the studying that we've done, Clarence and I, more formally in a great books course, going to lifelong learning classes at universities. And we love it. I mean, the most yeah. recent one ended a month ago. And we we find it engaging. And uh, we just, we never stop. I mean, there's always stuff yeah. you don't know and didn't know. So those are my my three. The world is an interesting place. Yes. There's just endlessly. no question about it. It's endlessly interesting. I don't want to sound like a Pollyanna goody two-shoes. Oh, we, we aren't we oh. happy? You know, we're just ordinary. <laughs> you know, that's one of the reasons I love the Blairs. Our listeners, of course, would know that you've accomplished remarkable things in your life, but you describe yourself as just regular old ordinary people. The fact is those are the Blairs that I love. What our listeners don't know is that since our Harvard days, since Clarence and I met, a number of our classmates have gotten together almost every single year for 42 years, somewhere in the world. And so we've spent three to four to five days. There's been some interruptions on that, but overall we've done that. And so we've had the chance over all these years to get to know each other. I know quite a bit about them. And one of the things I've admired to this last point that Sheila brought up and that both have just been talking about is uh, really continuing to learn. Would you mind sharing with our listeners how you've continued to learn? I mean, when we've gotten together from year to year, you've shared about some of the classes that you took and how have you approached that together and what's the impact been for you? Well, I think the impact is probably far greater than I can say. I think it's almost incalculable. But we've done it because not from any sense of obligation, we've enjoyed it. I mean, that's the, we've done it because we enjoyed it. No other thing. We were in a great books group for 21 years or 22 years. I'm not even sure that program exists anymore. And for the last at least 20 or 25 years, we've been taking classes at the University of North Carolina in Asheville, which has a one of the outstanding programs in the country for senior learning. They call it the College for Seniors. They have courses. All the courses were there, but during COVID, like so many things, they started doing online stuff. So we now take are able to take a number of the classes here uh, by via Zoom. We are signed up to take two in the winter semester that's coming up. We enjoy it. We just do. I would also point out that informal learning is important. Yeah. We love our classes and all the things we have studied 
our travel. We viewed travel as a learning experience. We're big supporters of what used to be called Elder Hostel is now Road Scholar. Scholar. I have attended in my professional life a jillion annual and regional conferences devoted to how to run a better this or be a better that. And if I leave each conference with one thing that is new and I am going to use, I consider it a success. And, you know, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) But you just have to sort of think that it's all there. Just take in what you can. I'd like to say another thing for travel. It's intangible. But the things you can take away from world travel, they're so important. There's some sense of how other people live and the values they have, often wonderful values that perhaps you had no idea of. I I, I wouldn't take anything. Some trips are hard, but there's not a trip we've ever taken that I wouldn't do again. Let's go back, uh, swing back to the second one that you mentioned, learn how to deal with failure. I know we all have setbacks and challenges in life, and I know you have. You know, you've had some challenges, uh, I mean, with an accident, a very big accident that put Sheila in the hospital that was devastating. And that was something neither of you had planned on. And I know you've had a son that's been ill. How do you deal with failure? How do you make it through it? Well, to me, in the first place, you admit you're hurting. You say, oh, this is awful. It's just horrible. I am so sad. I lost my mother when I was 24, which was a terrible way to be introduced to loss and failure in that I kind of two years later lost my father. And there I was having left New York, had no family back there. But you just kind of grit your teeth. And and what is, is. And so I know this old bromide, when you have get lemons, make lemonade, it's hard to tell you without sounding very sappy and trite. But you will get through it. You have to believe you will get through it. And when you do, there really are, I hate to say this, that have been for me some really nice things about raising my children without grandparents (laughs) chiming in on what I'm doing. I had no one. I had no one to ask for help. But on the other hand, I had no one I had to report to other than my husband. (laughs) Now, that's an example of black humor, but that's what we mean by saying there really is humor in everything. What are your thoughts on that, Clarence? I don't know what I can add to that. Failure is inevitable. And if you haven't failed at something, you haven't tried enough things. And I mean, it's true. It's just, it's just true. You have to learn to live with it. It's a, part, it's a part of success, as a matter of fact. There are tragedies in your life and there, there are mistakes, tragedies in your business life. And you just have to live beyond them. If you don't, you, you throw away what you have. You just have to know everybody fails. You know, when you have something happen, you think, oh, I'm the only one. Oh, my goodness. This is so terrible. Everybody does. So I just, well, I think you just kind of need to move on. Yeah, you need to push through it. 
You're so right, too, is that this is how we learn. It's how we grow. And and that's part of what life is about. That's part of learning. And you can never empathize unless you have some of these setbacks. And it's not that you'd wish them on somebody else. (laughs) But the fact that you have them, it's how we gain wisdom and joy and satisfaction and, and appreciation for the good things. So there's, you're right, there's two sides to it. And there's simply no way sometimes to achieve some of the successes you have in life without the learnings that you've had. You just don't have the insights, the wisdom to take advantage of the next opportunity. So I'm glad that you shared that. Steve, there's one other thing I want to say to you. I believe your program and your books are uh, called Be the Best That You Can Be. And if they don't, I want to add that second (laughs) phrase because it's very important to judge when you have chance for success. In other words, I'm not athletic and I never tried to ice skate to be an ice skating champion. You know, you're not going to, you really don't like something and you're not going to try in it. Don't do it half-heartedly. Don't do it if you can't afford it. And choose the places and the things you can be that show your best. And I think you just do that automatically, but it's worth articulating. Okay, very good. Well, I love you talking about becoming your best because that is the spirit of what we're talking about today. And and it's, you know, it's what it's that very special thing within us that causes us to be the create what life is about, to take advantage of it, to live every moment we can. Okay, a couple of other quick questions before we wrap up. 67 years, not bad for marriage. (laughs) What's one one or two things you would recommend to have a good marriage, to make it through, to be friends, to love each other and make it happy? What do you do? 67 years. Oh, dear. Well, it's like it's like everything in life. There are better times and worse times. I think you have to enjoy your spouse. I th- I, again, I, I think humor and enjoyment and shared experiences mean a great deal. I think respecting each other, yeah. the basic human respect you show. And uh, I can't define it. I really can't. But I do know if you don't have it in a marriage, things go from bad to worse or from good to bad to worse because we have to feel that our partner is somebody who can lead us or who can, who's maybe just a little bit smarter than we are. I've always felt that about my wife. (laughs) Yeah, I've always felt that about him. And I do think he's funny, and I'm not sure he has a great reputation for being funny, but we have the same warped sense of humor. And the last thing is something people just aren't able to do today as much, and that is marry young. That people seem to think, oh, I've got to, I've got to play the field. I've got to see what's out there. We went in sophomores in college, married, and when we graduated. And the only way we've lasted 67 years is that we're still alive and God has spared us. 
and you love each other, you care, you respect for one another, you have respect for one another, and you're kind to one another. I mean, you may have rubs, but you both take responsibility to be sure the other is happy. I mean, to do what you can to help them be happy. You need to let your spouse have some room. She had room, and she always gave me room. That's important. For years, we said goodbye at 7.30 in the morning and met again at 7.30 that night because we both went our own ways and worked. And so, you know, we knew we'd get back together, and people used to tease us, but we did have very different work lives. Oh, I love it. Okay, well, this has so, so, been so good. I'd like to finish up with one last question, and that is any final tips you would like to leave with our listeners today? Start with you, Sheila. I think my final tip was probably the first thing I said, which is you really will never know all you think you know. It's just, you know, you're always learning. You don't know as much as you think you do. And uh, there's plenty of stuff out there to learn. I'll go the same road. I'd say mine would be the first one to just keep plodding on with one foot in front of the other. Sooner or later, you'll get, you'll get, you'll get ahead. You may not get exactly where you started out going to go, but you'll get ahead if you just keep working at it. Sense the opportunities too. Yes, exactly. You know, it's not just mindless plotting. Yeah, you're yeah. always looking for yeah, your yeah. next step. Yeah. You think there'll be opportunity in the future for people? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Oh yes. I hate the doom and doom scenario. You know, we went through the industrial age, and we're entering the technological age, and we just got to get over. This, oh my God, it's awful. I don't think it is any more awful. (laughs) It's just with the technology and the uh, way to communicate, we all know about it. So, that's what I mean. 24 7 news is not an unalloyed blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is. And it's an exciting time to be alive. And, well, I can not thank you enough. And on behalf of our listeners, cannot thank you enough for taking some time today. It's uh, been a jewel of a discussion. Thank you for your wisdom and your willingness to just humbly share. You're some of my dearest friends, grateful for you and and wish you all the best and all that you're doing along with your family. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very, very much. And to our listeners, it's been a privilege to have you with us today. This says so much about you that you're tuning in. You're working on becoming your best, and, and, and it's the very spirit of what we've been talking about today. And at the end of the day, finally, whenever that is for each one of us, some of the greatest satisfaction will come because we kept trying. We kept working on that issue, and in the process, somehow we just seemed to bless other people and that's our duty today that's what we have the chance this is our time so thank you and this is steve schallenberger signing off thank you for listening to the becoming your best podcast if there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member a friend or even a co-worker we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it 
Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now, for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly peak performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach, or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.